Good morning, it's Monday, October 18th, and this is the Herald Review's Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other important things going on in our community. Today, mayors in at least two Cochise County cities that border Mexico are hoping to reignite a group that would unite the local politicians with their Sonoran counterparts. The goal is to jumpstart commerce that was dealt a blow by the pandemic-induced travel restrictions. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some local history. Over the weekend, the 30th Bisbee 1000 finally took place. It was supposed to last year, but the pandemic forced organizers to push it off. This year, about 1,500 people gathered in front of the majestic courthouse that towers over Tombstone Canyon, their Bisbee 1000 race numbers pinned to their shirts. And one of the participants was our reporter, Lita Longa. Congratulations, Lita. The first Bisbee 1000 was held in October 1990, and by virtue of word of mouth alone, it drew 200 people. It wasn't until 2012 that it was officially designated as an Arizona Centennial event. In that same year, the Bisbee 1000 received the prestigious Governor's Tourism Award for special events in a rural area. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. Mayors in at least two Cochise County cities that border Mexico are hoping to reignite a group that would unite the local politicians with their Sonoran counterparts. The goal is to jumpstart commerce that was dealt a blow by pandemic-induced travel restrictions. In March 2020, as COVID began to wreak havoc, U.S. officials announced there would be a limit on inbound land border crossings from Canada and Mexico. It meant that anyone crossing into the U.S. from either of those two bordering countries could only do so for essential travel. According to the U.S. embassies and consulates in Mexico, that meant that individuals from Canada and Mexico were not allowed to come to the U.S. for tourism purposes such as sightseeing, recreation, gambling, or attending cultural events. But that changed Tuesday when the Biden administration announced it would be lifting the travel restrictions on both bordering countries sometime in November. People crossing into the U.S. by land, however, will be required to show proof of vaccination. Starting next month, the U.S. will lift pandemic travel restrictions along its borders with Canada and Mexico for people who are vaccinated. Both borders have been closed for non-essential travel since March of 2020. Under these new rules, people who are vaccinated against COVID-19 will be able to travel to the U.S. for things such as tourism and family visits. For the past 19 months, travel had been restricted to those whose jobs are considered essential. U.S. citizens, green card holders, and people traveling for medical reasons were also exempt. The travel restrictions, which dragged on for 19 months, affected commerce in both Sierra Vista and Douglas, both municipalities counting on shoppers from Sonora, especially Agua Prieta and Naco. But such shopping trips and other similar outings were considered non-essential by the U.S. government. 
The spread of the pandemic and the resulting travel restrictions also halted a once-robust relationship between local mayors and their counterparts in the Mexican border towns. Sierra Vista Mayor Rick Mueller explained that the cross-border mayors used to meet to discuss issues that affected both communities. Now, both Mueller and Douglas Mayor Don Hewish, with the backing of Mexican Consul General Ricardo Pineda Alboran, are eager to once again forge relationships with their counterparts in Mexico. The mayors say that businesses in their respective cities have reported a drop in revenues because residents from Sonora haven't been allowed to cross the border for shopping trips. In fact, a study done for Sierra Vista showed that 30% of the city's credit card sales on the weekends were from transactions made by Sonorans shopping in the city. Similarly, Hewish said that travel restrictions have been especially harsh for the smaller businesses in Douglas as well. Hewish, who was elected during the onslaught of COVID, said he has never attended a cross-border mayor's meeting like Mueller has, but is eager to see the resurgence of a relationship between mayors on both sides of the border. He said aside from discussing commerce-related issues, he would like to share ideas and information regarding health and public safety with his Sonoran counterparts. Pineda Alboran agreed with Mueller and Hewish, saying that cross-border relationships are paramount. Pineda pointed out that a relationship between the governments is important because of the historic relationship between the two countries. The Consul General says trade between Sonora and Arizona has always been strong. You can read more on this story at MyHeraldReview.com. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. On Thursday, October 28th at 2 p.m., Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista is hosting Alzheimer's disease expert David Troxell for a free online Q&A session where he can directly respond to your concerns or questions. To register and submit a question in advance, visit prestigecanhelp.com. Again, that's prestigecanhelp.com. Next, longtime Douglas resident and rancher Warren Glenn is featured in this month's national magazine of Western Horsemen. The article, written by Kate Bradley Byers, talks about the 85-year-old cattle rancher and how he can still track a mountain lion along some of the most rugged canyon rims in southern Arizona. According to Glenn's daughter, Kelly Glenn Kimbrough, the article was just going to be a regular story about her dad. But after Byers interviewed Glenn, she went back to her editors and it was decided to write a full-length feature with Glenn on the October cover. The five-page feature has photos of Glenn, his mule, and his dog. There are photos of Glenn Kimbrough and her daughter Mackenzie, as well as Warner with his late wife Wendy. In the article, Glenn talks about working on the J-Bar-A ranch in the mountains above Douglas, while also managing the Malapai ranch and running cattle between the home ranches, the J-Bar-A, and the Buckhorn. Glenn discusses how he became involved in guided mountain lion hunts beginning when he was just six years old. Western Horsemen can be found in the magazine section at various stores in Douglas, Bisbee, and Sierra Vista. Here's a snippet of the story that can be found at Catch It's Tail YouTube page. Those dogs make make you or break you, and so does does that mule or horse, whatever you have to be riding. One thing about it, every every day you go out and hunt, it's going to be a different experience. Yeah, you might have said, well, I've seen something similar to this before, but there's always something new that happens, too. We had something happen, Kelly and I did on this last time. We, we, we really tried to take care of our dogs on there in the situation where it had, back, it had made out on top of this cliff, and this line was backed up next to this 40-foot drop, and I, I shot the line. And hit it good. It was, it was about 100 yards from me. It was, we could see it 
outline on this bluff. And when I did, and he reached out and grabbed one of her dogs by the side of the head, and they both went over the bluff, took that dog with it. And it, they just fell through that space, and we knew that the dog was going to be just busted up, just terrible, or, or dead when we got to her. So it, it fell, the lion was upside down falling, uh, and, and it still had a hold of the dog above it. The dog was going, and he went out of sight behind this pinnacle that was blowing. And we, di we didn't know what happened then, so uh, I told Kelly, Kelly, and boy, we were frantic. I said, uh, she, the lion hit upside down on his back, right in a bunch of, of rough brush and rocks and things, and catch it hit right on top of her. I tell you what, we, we thank God. Next, an event going on this week that you should know about. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe laughing together at a funny movie, or screaming together at a scary movie, pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. On October 23rd at Veterans Memorial Park, join the Out of the Darkness Walk to fight suicide. Out of the Darkness Walks happen across the country to give people the courage to open up about their own connections to the cause and a platform to create a culture that's smarter about mental health. Friends, family members, neighbors, and co-workers walk side-by-side, side, supporting each other and in memory of those we've lost. It's sponsored by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Also, we're excited to announce that the Herald Review media team has just launched a local e-commerce website specifically for Cochise County businesses to sell their products and services. Now you can shop 24-7 online at your favorite local businesses participating on loveshoplocalaz.com. Check it out. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of John Hansen. John was born in 1937 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He had two children, Rick and Joni, with his wife of 64 years of marriage, Bobby. John had started his career in television cameras before attending the University of Wisconsin, which he so endeared the college football team, but being in the U.S. Army as a paratrooper, sharpshooter, and MP changed his profession towards security. He was involved in security for places like the Allen Bradley Building in Milwaukee, Mosling, Kroger's, and J.C. Penney's, the latter of which he eventually retired from. He also spent a short time in the Arizona Rangers Special Forces. John was a good father and husband. He lived and followed a very Christian-oriented life, going to church and singing in the choir. John was part of the Sierra Vista Community Chorus and a barbershop quartet. He was also a cheesehead, with his love of the Green Bay Packers and Wisconsin as a whole. 
John had traveled to every state in the U.S., most of them with his wife. He will be missed by all. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate John's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Tuesday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.